very briefly, and I'm not, we're not gonna, it's not gonna be an extended time. We've had a lot of things happening to, this morning, which are great. So I love uh, celebrating and praying together, and all the things that we've done here. It's amazing. But go to Genesis, um, just here at the beginning, Genesis chapter one. I'll look at a few verses and <clears throat> proclaim something this morning as we leave uh, this place that that. Um, that's for all of us. Uh, you know, some of these holidays that, the, uh, that we celebrate, you know, Father's Day, Mother's Day, and these kind of things, they're not a biblical holiday, uh, but we can, we can still come alongside of some of the things that, that are being celebrated and sort of supported in the Scripture. Notice, I want to look here, uh, chapter 1 of Genesis, and just go to verse 28 here, and we'll read through the rest of the chapter. Notice this, this is obviously the creation story. And notice what it said. And God blessed them, come out male and female. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed and its fruit. You shall have them for food. And every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that He had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Let us pray. Jesus, thank You so much for Your Word, and Lord, for Your church and for Your children. And Lord, we do pray a blessing on those kids that were just here sharing with us about their VBS experience through pictures and through song. And Lord, would You speak some things now into our hearts that we need to hear from You, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The first command in all the Bible, the first thing that God tells us that we should be doing is to be fruitful and multiply. Uh, We used to joke at Harvest Point in our early days that the way you do that best is through having babies. And uh, you've seen some of the fruit of that. Uh, We'll we'll soon, in in August, um, we'll have nearly five families that have four children each. And so... So uh, it's it's yeah it's sort of that is one way to be fruitful and multiply, but it really does mean more than just procreation here. Uh, being fruitful, as we have shown here before at Harvest Point, is about being spiritually fruitful in your life, not just financially or physically, but spiritually producing fruit. This is what Jesus calls us to, isn't it? In John fifteen, when he says, "When you abide in me." you will produce much fruit. But to be cut off from Jesus means you will produce nothing, He says. You can do nothing is what He says. He doesn't say something about three-quarters of the way or three-fourths or half. He says nothing. Um, There are many men in my life and women who have helped me get to where I am uh, today. you You never do it alone, ever. And one of those men that stand out to me, uh, many, of, many of you don't know, some of you do. Uh, his name is Steve Legg, and he was in all, 
uh, other military branches except for one, the Coast Guard. So he served in some capacity in each of them and, uh, and was, was um, working at the post office, retired with the military, but working at the post office in Decatur. Went to my dad's church, and he was, he was a very nice, pleasant person, uh, you know, like some of the people that we have in our, in our church. And he worked hard and didn't really ever draw attention to himself when he was, when he was serving God. He just did the job. And, you know, he was always there. He was just somebody that was very faithful to his family and to God. And that stood out to me. That made an impact on me. Um, well, one day he went by the church office and talked to the secretary. And little did we know that that was the last person he'd ever talked to. He got in his car and on Highway 31 um, started having a heart attack and actually pulled over on the road and, and died right there in his car. Um, he was only in his mid-50s, in top shape. I mean, you know, talk about a guy that could do a triathlon, he would, he would end up smoking me out of that completely. Uh, and yet, yet he died from a heart attack. One of the things they found uh, in his personal items was <clears throat> this piece of paper. And it says, How to Be a Good Father. I'm just going to read you this uh, this morning, and I want you to contemplate, and you say, Well, I'm not a father. That's all right. This is, this is straight from the Bible, so it's, it's for you too. But in particular, those uh, of us who have become a dad uh, have this direct responsibility in our life. And those of you who <clears throat> are yet to be a dad, you need to start living this now. And those who may not ever have biological children, did you not see those children right here? You can be a spiritual father. And the Bible talks about that. Paul called Timothy his son in the faith. Paul became a spiritual father. There's just ten things here. How to be a good father. Love your wife. Ephesians 5.28 So husbands ought also to love their own wives as their own bodies. Um, number two. Don't expect... Perfect children. Amen. Colossians 3.21 Fathers, don't make your children resentful or they will become discouraged. Don't expect your children to fulfill your unfulfilled goals. Uh, accept your children. Acknowledge their imperfections and love them in spite of their imperfections. My dad texted me last night. <clears throat> excuse me. And he said... He said he was working on a sermon, and uh, must have been a Saturday night special. Um, and he said, yeah, he said, uh, he said, hey, you know, what what two things stand out, you know, to to you? And one of the things that I that I texted him back about about him being my dad, it was the security that he always provided for me and my brother. In other words, not just physical security, although that was there. You know, I felt very safe when dad was around. Um, I had, you know, when I was young, I was scared of a few things, such as fires and, you know, like house fires and dying by a robber. But, you know, there were some things I'd call my mom for, but there were other things I'd call my dad for. Daddy! You know, I'd I, I, I want him. And, and when he was around, I felt more secure. But it wasn't just physical. It was a security that he gave to me that I knew he wasn't going anywhere. That's powerful. That doesn't sound like a lot. But that's powerful to give to your children 
And that is, I'm not going anywhere. It doesn't matter what you do, where you go, what you get yourself tangled up into, I'm here to help walk you out of that. That's powerful. That gives a person confidence in a world that is shaky and unfaithful. And he provided that for my brother and I. And, uh, and so I thanked him for that. Don't expect your children to be perfect, but be there for them. You don't have to be a genius. You don't have to read a bunch of children's books and parenting books. Just be there for them. Somebody said famously, half a life is just showing up. Woody Harrelson or something. The third thing, enjoy your children. Psalm 127.3, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. I have to remind myself of that sometimes. The fruit of the womb is your reward. Have fun with your children. Um, spend time with them, and, and that, that really does indicate where your priorities are. They're only with you for, you know, 30 years, right? No, <laughs> I was only with my dad for 18 years, so I took the 18-year route. But, uh, um, but enjoy them. Don't let it just slip by. Don't give them your leftovers. Enjoy them. Give them your best. You know, I don't feel like I'm wasting my 30s, the prime of you know, the adult male life, uh, by spending time with my kids. That, that's not a waste. That's an investment. If I get a little reward for something I do, that's not going to last. But people, people last. You can't get rid of people. Four, listen to your children. Proverbs 1.5, a wise man will hear and increase in learning. They need your undivided attention, so just be available. It's very, I mean, this is really simple stuff, but this is what they found in Steve's belongings after he had died, they didn't, you know, no one knew that he was practicing this, but he was praying through these things and living them out. And number five, provide for your children. First Timothy five eight. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his own household, he is denied the faith. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? <laughs> and it's worse than an unbeliever. Now was that that was that saying something about that he didn't have faith? No, it said. If he doesn't provide, he's worse than unbelief. We kind of skip over some parts of the Bible, don't we? Interesting. Um, six, train your children. Ephesians 6.4 And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Teach your children. Teach them the boundaries of life. Teach them that life's not fair. I love that lesson. I'm smacked with that lesson all the time, aren't you? Well, teach it to your children. They need to know how life works sooner rather than later. Seven, pray for yourself. First Chronicles 16, 11. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face continually. If you're going to be a good dad, if you're going to be a good mom, if you're going to be a good brother, sister worker, whatever, then you have to seek God's face. Because once you've spent time with Jesus, that rubs off. That's how we are saved is by proximity to the Savior. We are not saved from a distance, but through personally knowing Him. 
personally talking to God. When is the last time you talked to God? When's the last time you heard from God? You heard Tammy this morning. So the Lord spoke to her heart this morning. He's spoken to my heart this morning. Thank, thank you, Jesus. I needed it. Um, pray for your children. Psalm fifty-five, seventeen. Evening and morning and at noon I will I pray and cry aloud and He shall hear my voice. Let your children see you pray. Teach them to pray. Who else will? Who else will? We teach them all sorts of other things, don't we? How to swim, how to play ball, how to study, how to write. What about the most important thing, which is how to pray? They need to see you doing it. They need to see you open up your Bible and study. They need to hear you reading. They need to know you believe. Pray for your children. Number nine, be a positive role model. Proverbs 22.6 Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. You're a role model, like it or not. Every single one of you. To someone. And we affect each other. I mean, look, just look back at your own life and see all the people that have affected you. And now ask yourself, who are you affecting? Last, lastly, number 10. Prepare your children. So, uh, Proverbs sorry, 23-24. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he who begets a wise son will be glad in him. Prepare your children for eternity. Prepare your family for eternity. I'll never forget when my, when my pappy, this was years before he actually um, passed on, but I was still in college and living with him, and he got really sick and we thought he was going to die. And I, I asked him point blank, Pap, do you, do you know that, like, is your confidence in Jesus? Do you have full faith in Christ? I needed to know that. I wanted to make sure that he was prepared for eternity. Why not ask that question to those we love? Don't you love them? That's the most important question you could ask someone that you love. Um, I'll never forget the, and I'll end with this. This the Sean Penn's. He's a he's a pretty vulgar uh, comedian, and he after one of his shows, uh, a fan came up and handed him a Bible. And I mean, you know, <laughs> he would in most cases mocked or did something of this nature. He doesn't believe in God. And yet he broke down and started crying because the guy shared with him, and you can go look it up on YouTube, the guy shared with him that he gave him that Bible because the Lord told him to because he said, you know, look, if I really care about you, which I like some of your work and stuff, I mean, if I really care about you, then I'm going to tell you that you're on the wrong path. And he said, that really meant a lot. He said, I don't believe in that path. But it meant a lot that somebody would care for me. And he said, if Christians really believe that you will go to hell if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, that you don't put your life on Him, why would you not tell somebody that? Like, why would you not? Have you ever asked anybody that? Now again, it has to be asked in the right kind of thing and with, you know, obviously some investment in that person, not just flippantly. But at the same time, you know, do you care about anybody enough? to even pray about that uh, for them. If we're going to leave a legacy as a people, as a church, as fathers, as mothers, then we have to have something that we're living by. And this Word, as I just showed you here in the ten points that 
that Steve carried around um, is a guide to us. We shouldn't first run to the you know, latest psychology book for, for our information or the latest pop psychology thing or parenting, whatever. Go here first. Those books are great, some of them. But this book is the greatest of all books. We must be people of the Word. We must be people that are grounded in things that matter for eternity. In the business of souls. So who are you affecting today? What kind of effect are you having? We talked about it last week, but I want to remind you again that with Jesus Christ, you can produce much fruit. Fruit that He says lasts. That's what Harvest Point is about. That's why our name is Harvest Point. We want to be a place that is producing fruit for God's kingdom. We want you to be a part of that. Many of you are. We'd love to have others to come and join us uh, in this work that God has called us to so that we can be faithful. Amen.